This is Namina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, guests' opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. With that, today's guest is Lisa Kalko, who is here to talk with us about treating the somatic symptoms of long COVID. So let's welcome Lisa. Welcome back, Lisa. I know we are talking about long COVIDs and somatic symptoms, and there was some research that came out. So why don't I just let you dive in and talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess first things first, kind of identifying what are we talking about when we're looking at long COVID symptoms? And so particularly when we're looking at long COVID symptoms, we're looking at people who have experienced or have tested positive for COVID or who have, you know, whether it be PCR or antigen tests, where their symptoms have persisted, you know, usually one or more longer than four weeks. And they're kind of, you know, they're starting to be known as long haulers or those who have kind of, there's so many names for it, but those who have had an experience of COVID-like symptoms that have persisted over a long time. And specifically, the study that you're referencing, Joanne, that just came out, MRI studies were actually done, uh, scans over six months, you know, after patients had been exposed to COVID-19. And this was done through the Radiological Society of North America, where they were considering the long-term mental implications or complications on those who had experienced COVID and kind of looking at more of the neurological impacts. And what they found is that those who had long COVID, including specifically difficulty concentrating, headaches, sleep problems, pins and needles sensations, depression and anxiety um, were actually, you know, some of the common symptoms that were largely associated with long COVID and looking at the changes in the brain from having COVID. So it's really quite fascinating because when we think about symptoms of long COVID, oftentimes we think about just the medical symptoms the respiratory struggles, difficulties breathing, for example, um, the, the physical pain concerns, you know, sometimes that can look very different in terms of the fatigue is a big one that a lot of people experience. Ongoing fevers is something that we know a lot of people have struggled with. Chest pain, um, you know, that can be really be linked to anxiety sometimes, but it's being more and more associated with a COVID symptom that people really feel powerless to treat. And what we're finding is that many doctors are doing their best to try and help treat symptoms long after COVID is passed while they're still ex- exploring the symptoms and, and struggling to do so because there's just so many different symptoms. And I know we're going to talk about more of the somatic symptoms. So maybe you can talk about that, but also explain what do we mean by somatic? Yeah. So somatic is kind of a really fancy word that we use to reference anything in the body. So we think about somatic, we oftentimes think about the things we need to see our doctor for, body-related things, health-related things, things that are happening in our bodies. What we kind of look at in terms of also understanding, and when I say we, I mean like those of us healthcare professionals who work more with the uh, psychotherapy realm, is looking at how the brain and the body are interconnected and how the brain is affecting the body. So very curiously for us, for example, anxiety is an emotional response, an emotional response that is oftentimes triggered by psychological stimulus, thoughts, thought patterns, things like that, but does produce physical somatic responses in the body. It can cause that increase in heart rate. It can cause those chest pains. It can cause a change in our respiratory, our our respiration. And so these are things that when we're looking at that, 
it becomes really important to, to kind of know how are our mental health conditions sometimes affected by or linked to our somatic symptoms. I know I've had somatic, a, a somatic therapy for grief and really going into my body and how I'm feeling and how that manifests some of the physical. So I could see how that could really work with long COVID symptoms. Very much so. And I want to be very, very clear because so often when people hear somatic symptoms, they think of psychosomatic symptoms, which they really think that we're telling them it's all in their head. We are not saying it is all in your head. Your symptoms are real. Your physical responses are real. And sometimes it's the brain's malfunctioning or the hardwire that kind of malfunctions that sends signals to the body that may be adaptive, but overcompensating or overwhelmed to try and help keep us safe. So in that regard, sometimes our grief, for example, can overwhelm us and it will produce a lot of physical cues in our body to try and help us attend to our needs, to try and help us really tune into our bodies to say, hey, you've just done a really hard thing. Now we need to help you pay attention to how do we heal your body? How do we help you heal this? And Gabor Mate has got a lot of work on that somatic integration. And you know, I know there's so much that he's released over the last little while. When we think about that in relationship to long COVID sufferers, I mean, over 30% of people have long COVID who have had hospitalizations for six months or longer, according to the CDC. So imagine being in a hospital for six months. There's a lot of psychological trauma that can happen with that. And then our body starts to respond to it in like turn. And so there's this deep link between our psychological health and our physical health and how the two are working collaboratively. Well, I know that you treat long COVID symptoms. Uh, so what are what's some advice that you have for viewers and listeners on the podcast that they can do if they don't have access to a psychotherapist that can help? For sure. And so I want to be very, very clear. What we treat in terms of long COVID symptoms are much more of the psychological support, physiological elements integrated, but we want to make sure that we're not overstepping or overrepresenting those who do have legitimate medical concerns with regards to decreases in oxygen or other sort of elements, you know, because there's so many studies being done and so much research being done that we want to ensure that consolidation of research can happen to provide effective treatments for people. When it comes to the psychological conditions or some of the somatic symptoms, such as the anxiety that might cause our chest to spike. When you've gone through and you've done your medical assessments and the doctors are like, we don't really know. It could be long COVID. We don't know what's happening, but your you know, blood pressure is okay or your O2 saturation is okay or your overall fMRI scans or kind of various other medical assessments are showing that there's no real clear you know, issue that can be medically treated within that care system. And then this is where we're able to kind of help work collaboratively with that. Because I don't want to have anyone believe that, hey, we can just tell you to go for a walk and it's going to cure your COVID symptoms. Because that's going to feel really unfair to those who are struggling being like, Lisa, I can't even get out of bed to go for a walk. What do you think I'm going to do? But really, the walk is one of those pieces. It's about encouraging ourselves to lean into our body, really be connected, do what we need in balance. So balance, balance, balance is the key actually increasing that movement, even when we don't want to, taking those baby steps, working through challenge. So how do we get up and do the hard things? 
what is something that we can motivate ourselves to get up for and do in the day? Maybe today I'm going to get up and have a shower. Maybe tomorrow I can have a shower and walk around the block. Maybe by the end of that week, that's all I'm going to do for that week. Those would be my two goals. And then increasing our capacity from there, because we know a lot of people who have long COVID really struggle with that fatigue. It is a really huge, overwhelming thing to get up in the morning and to have to take care of ourselves. And we kind of will lack capacity. So it's about finding that balance and building up low and slow. So getting, you know, going back and saying, hey, what can I actually do? It's not about racing to the finish line and saying, I got to be back to work in six weeks or less. It's about, I want to do work that is meaningful and relevant to me. And so what are some projects I can take on? Maybe today I'm going to, you know, go and tend to some flowers. Being outside is a big thing. So again, physical activity is going to decrease our energy, but it's also going to help increase it over the long run. We want to increase that O2 saturation. It's tough when you, you've got to push through the fatigue, but at the same time, I know myself, I beat myself up for not getting things done and finding that balance and it's okay. I've got my gut. I'm going to get out of bed and have a shower today. (laughs) Exactly. And this is where we're going to balance that in with some other really, you know, high yield non-pharmaceutical options. So for example, if we're going to say, hey, why don't we develop some really good sleep hygiene? try and encourage ourselves to be awake during the day. And then every night, you know, this is something I recommend for a lot of my anxiety people, regardless of long COVID or not, is just an Epsom salts bath. Having a nightly bath with Epsom salts, which are really good because it has magnesium in it. So that can help to reduce our anxiety levels, helps restore us, get us more settled into a relaxing, you know, space. The warmth of the water can sometimes release the oxytocin in our body, help us really feel like we're settling into a space relaxing our nervous systems, which again, when we're looking at long COVID sufferers, their nervous systems are out of whack. Their bodies have been fighting to keep them alive and it's fighting an unknown threat. We've also been living in a state of paralysis for the last few years when it came to COVID. Do I get it? Do I not? What's going to happen? Am I going to be harmed? Am I, is it going to kill me? Like, so we have been hypertense preparing for this unknown threat that we can't see. And that's really created a lot of nervous system activation and distress within us. So thinking about that, again, a nice warm bath can help us to relax slowly, but surely like just a consistent self-care practice. I'm not saying an Epsom salt bath is going to cure your long COVID, but it's these little things that we can do to start to help ourselves. So physical movement, self-care, you know, warm baths, things like that. Balanced nutrition, you know, so again, really helping to increase some of, you know, the Um, sleep support with our nutrition. When we look at, say, high omega foods, they actually have a really great opportunity to lubricate our brain and increase some of that neurological functioning. So omega-3s have been linked commonly to reduce depression rates. We think about depression being a symptom of long-term COVID. We're really just trying to package together some things that we've been doing to help us. And that may also help with some of the cognitive confusion and the brain fog. So looking at that, you know, again, as I was saying, the omega-3s and even just like building that into our diet can be something that can over time help us to just settle some of the, the cognitive confusion that's been really common with, you know, long COVID sufferers. And I also acknowledge that when we're going through sickness, the first thing we think about is not eating a beautiful piece of salmon. 
We're like, just give me the electrolytes, give me the simple things, give me those easily digestible things that I can keep down. And when we've lost our sense of taste, again, the last thing we want to do is think about this beautiful piece of salmon. You don't need to just get it from salmon. You know, there's lots of other ways you can get high omega-3s. But it's also one of those things that, again, good nutrition can help us. As I mentioned, sleep support. The more that we can help to just really have a consistent bedtime, a consistent routine, really just encouraging us to get out and be awake and move throughout the day, even when it's hard, even when we don't want to do it with balance. Okay. I'm going to do this for an hour or two. I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to do this for an hour or two. I'm going to take a rest. Every part of your body is going to want to fight me on it. I guarantee you that's okay. It's not, we're not doing it permanently. We're not doing it long-term. We're just going to start to encourage us to be present and then rest and dial in and do some hard work and rest. That's the place where balance is so key. Anything else that you wanted to add? Oh my gosh, Joanne. I feel like I oftentimes just open the fire hose when you ask me these questions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really what I want to say is just when we're looking at long-term COVID sufferers, we know that there is a lot of things that can be overwhelming. Your body is currently trying to do its absolute best to take care of you. And that's where it is going to take a lot of those other systems offline. So when we think about the pins and needles, for example, sometimes that can be related to inflammation in the muscles, which may be pinching a nerve, which could be happening from hyperactivated adrenaline or other pieces. It's all working together in a system. And so sometimes having support around that, and again, it doesn't have to be from a psychotherapist, but support groups, people around you, Leaning into the, you know, I love Brene Brown's work on vulnerability, leaning into that, being vulnerable and saying, wow, I'm going through a hard time right now. We're in this together. There's a lot of people who are suffering and may not want to share that. So really just understanding that you're not alone and that there can be help. I'm not saying this is going to treat your long COVID symptoms, but by golly, if it helps, it's a start. And if we can just do some things together, let's try. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. It's lovely to see you as always. Thank you. I appreciate it.